we can rise to the occasion we can build this nation moving forward all that we need visionary leadership people who love their people people who love the citizens people who love the country and then we can rise we can fly again Hope Restoration Ministries, restoring hope to our world. Welcome to our broadcast. Enjoy. So this morning, my theme is a great awakening. Not only are we talking about the revival, but I am talking about the stirring up. I'm talking about the shaking. So in brackets, you can put the great or a great stirring a great shaking, a great stimulation. Understand that you can never wake up until you are greatly stimulated, until you are shaken, until you are stirred up, you can never wake up. So what is a great awakening? When we speak about a great awakening, we're speaking about a sudden awareness of spiritual and invisible things, things you didn't see before. It is a sudden quickening of the spirit man and spiritual senses. It is that hunger, that sudden hunger. That hunger, that yearning for God woke you up to say, you cannot sleep. You need to find yourself in the house of the Lord. For when we gather as saints, the Lord has commanded his blessings upon us, even life forevermore. So that hunger to experience the move of the Lord, that hunger to know him better, it is also a sudden perception and understanding of things previously missed. Let me remind you, church of Jesus, the Bible says Satan, the God of this age, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe that they may not see, that they may not hear the gospel of Christ or that the light should not shine upon them. That is why we are talking about that stirring. To say this morning, none of us, as we have gathered this place, in this place, the Lord is going to speak to each and every one of us. I believe there is some resuscitation that is busy happening right now. That we should be quickened in our spirit, man. For if you are strong in who you are, because you are not a body, but you are spirit. And if your spirit is quickened, then you'll be able to stand and withstand all the forces of evil. The, tr the truth is, we often experience a great awakening when there's a great shaking. So please, do not mind me. I would use awakening, stirring up and shaking interchangeably. But it comes back to what I want to deliver to you this morning. We do not wake up. We are not quickened unless our comfort zone is disturbed or shaken. Some of us, that's, what we, that's where we find ourselves this morning. 
And the Bible says, in all things, give thanks. And I thank God that your comfort zone has been disturbed, but you've run to the right place. When we are faced with overwhelming circumstances, that is when an awakening happens to us, some of us. When we hear God's voice and we hear God's, God's word clearly, the Bible says the word of the Lord is living and active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it pierced through to the division of the soul and spirit, marrow and the joints. You need to understand that the Lord is about to shake us even through his word. Please, don't make a mistake and think I am saying I'm going to shake you. I'm not that powerful, I'm not that good. But I have prayed to say, Spirit of the living God, as I stand and minister your word, Mabangapumi, Ungabatintanga, Smagate, may you shake them even by and through your word, oh God, through the voice of the Spirit. That's what I am praying for, even this morning. When the eyes of our mind, when the eyes of our understanding are opened, then the great awakening comes. Hebrews 12. Let's quickly read from verse 25 to 29. When you read the first book of the book of Hebrews, because the book of Hebrews, just to give you a background of this book, it speaks about the sufficiency of Christ, the supremacy of Christ. And the Bible says, when you read chapter 1, God, in all times, he spoke to us through prophets. But now he is, he's speaking to us through his son, who is supreme, who is sufficient. Then we go to Hebrews chapter 12. The Bible says in verse 1, let us run the race before us with endurance, seeing that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. But then it continues, verse 25. It says, See that you do not receive to obey him who speaks. I will just paraphrase and add some of the things that you won't even see on the screen and on your Bible. For if they did not escape, who refused to listen to him, who spoke on earth, how can we escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, whose voice then shook the earth that was at Mount Sinai when the Lord was speaking to all Israel. But now he has promised, saying yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. 28, therefore since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace, let us have thanksgiving by which we may serve God accept acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. And I want us to understand that when it says he shook 
the earth. Now he's going to shake the heavens. I believe the Lord is doing that right now. Yes, I know the final consum uh, consummation of the church where Christ Jesus would be coming back. That's when everything will be shaken completely. But we need not be concerned as long as we belong to this kingdom unshakable. For we are going to remain with that kingdom that cannot be shaken. But let's go to the TPT so that we make everything clear and then we get to, to the business of the day. It reads, make very sure that you never refuse to listen to God when he speaks. For the God who spoke on earth from Sinai is the same God who now speaks from heaven. Those who heard him speak his living word on earth found nowhere to hide. Let it be us even this morning. So what chance is there for us to escape if we turn our backs on God and refuse to hear his warnings as he speaks from heaven? The earth was rocked at the sound of his voice from Mount Sinai. But now he has promised, once and for all, I will not only shake the systems of the world, but also the unseen power in heavenly realms. But I like the message translation. It says, God is cleaning up house. And I believe that's what the Lord wants to do through his word. He wants to clean his house. He wants to purify our hearts. He wants to purify us as his church. And it continues to say in verse 28, since, no, 27. Now this phrase, once and for all, clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking and we are praying, may they be removed, oh God. That is the old order. So only what is unshakable will remain. Since we are receiving our rise to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay our lives in absolute surrender. And can I submit to you, when we speak about worship, we are not speaking about a, 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 a singing only and raising our hands, but we are speaking about living a godly life, a holy life, all to his glory. And then the Bible says, for our God is a holy, devouring fire. He's a consuming fire. Just to remind you, Church of Jesus, that it was through his word that the word, the world was created. It is through his word that the world is sustained. It is also through his word that the, 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 the creation and the world and the church is perfected. So the word of the Lord, we know it can also refer to the Lord Jesus himself. But I am saying it is through the word that the Lord created. We are saved today. Actually, we've been created by Christ Jesus. We've been saved by Christ Jesus. We shall be sustained by Christ Jesus. We shall be perfected by Christ Jesus even this morning. So if there's one thing that we need to understand, that you, as we are saying manifest this year, you can never fully manifest until you obey the word of the Lord. So I'm just saying the Lord is speaking to us and today he's standing and he's shaking those stony hearts and he's softening them so that his word can penetrate 
and reach into our hearts. The Bible says when he spoke at Mount Sinai, all Israel, they said to Moses, oh, all the Lord has said we shall obey and do. And that's what I am praying for you to do. So God is still shaking and stirring our lives by his word this morning, not to condemn us, but God wants to quicken our spirit man. He wants to revive us. He wants to encourage us. He wants to energize us and he wants to intensify us for his divine purpose. In fact, God in his wisdom, not only does he allow a great shaking through his word in our lives, but he allows tests, the testing of our faith, faith, and he allows trials and tribulations to purify us, to cleanse us, to grow us, to make our character, to be godly, robust, and strong. So if there's two things that I would want you to remember, the word of the Lord brings quickening, but even the issues of life, when life happens, please do not miss God there. Many a time, some of us, we miss him. It is only in retrospect that we look back and say, my, my, my. So the Lord allowed this, this bad situation for my good. I promise you all things, ultimately all things are going to work together for your good. I do not want to despise your, your, your shame. I do not want to despise your pain, but I am saying ultimately, God shall make things, all things to work together for your good. Only if you love him and you are called by his name. Can I say this even as I go to my points? Today is an acceptable day where the Lord sees you, where the Lord would have you hear his voice. But today is the day of salvation where the Lord is going to save you and where the Lord is going to help you. Today is the day. Ngapumi, the way how you came in. The Lord is in the, in the business of saving the lost. And I believe this is your day if you are not saved. So that now Zoti, I love him. And I'm called by his name. So maybe you might be asking, why do we need God's shaking? The shaking by his word and the shaking of trials. What is the benefit of the quickening by his word? The quickening by the trials and tribulations. The first one. Shaking. And mind you, I'm saying God's shaking. Because God is sovereign. The enemy doesn't have permission to do what God doesn't allow him to do in our lives. Whatever is happening to us, and I know it can be tough, it can be a hard theology to say, Baba, how can you allow this? But this is God's shaking because God allowed it. He may not have caused it, but he has allowed it. So shaking, it awakes us. It makes us to wake up. Waking by shaking, I don't know about you, is not pleasant. I, I hate it with passion. But it is needful, especially in a time of emergency. You see, when there is fire in the house, and you are worried for the life of your children, 
When you get to them, you don't begin to sing a nice song and say, wake up. You shake them. You scream on top of your voice and say, wake up, wake up. Run for your life. You sound an alarm and you shake them so that they may wake up. So it is needful and it is effective because shaking captures your attention. When someone shakes you, you cannot say, I missed it. That is why even this morning, I believe the Lord is shaking us by his word. And the Lord wants us to wake up. Wake up, child of God. Stop dreaming and face reality. Some of you realize that your life is a mess. I know you look pretty, my girl. You look handsome, my brother. But please, don't be oblivious to the way how your life is messed up. You are not okay. Therefore, wake up and face reality. Realize that the enemy is after our children. That the enemy is after the church of Jesus. Especially the church that is standing for truth. Let's wake up and cover our pastors with prayer. It pains me to see men and women of God who started so powerfully loving God. But hey, but Tati, you off-ramp and young, I understand. And every time I'm saying, Father, now that Nami sang, sang in London, oh, fifth floor. Yeah, those who are woke by Bambilin. <laughs> Father, help us. Help us that we do not mess up. Because the enemy is after the church of God. That is why he strikes the shepherd. And you'll see the sheep scattering. And I am praying. Banda Fugani. Bomama, Bobaba, all of us. Let's wake up and begin to pray. There is no gift of intercession. And, and, and not Gabi. And, and I know those who know, they understand me. But all of us, we are called to intercede and pray at all times. Therefore, we need to understand that this is more spiritual than physical. This confuses into again. When we pray, we say, Father, it won't happen in the name of Jesus. We are brute. We pull down. We bend down by fire in the name of Jesus. For we understand what's at stake. Therefore, wake up. Wake up. Fuga. And realize that the enemy is after your posterity. Therefore, you cannot afford to act as though all is well. The reason why you are thinking all is well, for you to see what your children have been up to. And if you are not connected to him, he won't reveal those things. The Holy Spirit reveals. Ask me. He reveals things. They'll tell you. How do you, I know nothing. 
I'm connected to the one who knows everything. See, the shaking of hunger, the shaking of lack, the shaking of isolation, the shaking of poverty shook the prodigal son. And then he realized, hi, man, where are those so-called friends of mine? Where are they? But I remember in my father's house, and this time I'm not talking about servants. I'm talking about temporary servants. Read the scripture, hired servants. It's like Bognum servants of and we decided, different corners just to bow and get hired servants. And he says, how many of those have got food and even food to spare? Yet here am I. I'm dying of hunger. I'm desiring even the pig's pods. Me. You are a princess. You are a prince. You cannot be comfortable. Gulube. And pigs are dirty. Pigs are nasty. Look at you. You are surrounded by pigs. You've been indulging on pigs' pods. And the Lord is saying today, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Come back to your senses. We need to make sure we reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I am worried. Basalon, I'm really worried. On a serious note, look at me. This is worry. The face of worry. Basalon, we cannot profess to be saved. Then come, Lindley, Nagan, Kulunkul. and worship. And then see Pilenje. The life that is like the life of the world. It can't be, Basalon. And I'm not condemning you, but if it is you, cry out to your God. The Bible says it is Christ Jesus who works in us both to desire and to do his will. It's not by our might, it's not by our power, but you cannot continue like this. Baba Moses, but Wazaga everywhere. Isn't this fit like That's why Abu Mama said next door. How come? Says your nakedness is known by everyone, and yet you say you are a child of God. And you come here, elder, and you want to pray for people. It's not about That is why the Lord is cleaning house even this morning. If you want to stand and represent him, if you want to stand and show forth his glory, wake up, cry out to him, and begin to live right. I'm not condemning you. I am charging you gently. You see, it doesn't matter how strong, how gifted, how anointed you are. While you are sleeping, you are helpless. You are defenseless. The Bible says the kingdom of the Lord, the kingdom of God can be likened to a man who was a sower who sowed seeds, good seeds. 
Nkosi has sown good seeds. But while we sleep, the enemy comes and he sows his agents. He sows wicked weeds while we sleep. So sleep can be a case. Sleep is good when it is time to sleep. But lala pagatwabantu. You're going to embarrass yourself. Some of you, you snow like. <gasps> Some of you guess, just pass out because you are so relaxed. <sighs> I'm saying guess. It's a lipume. So please, not a bantuin. Not when it is time to, to work. When it's time to pray, we pray. When it's time to sleep, we sleep. Because he has given you that sleep. But this one is a slumber from the enemy. And we need to refuse it with everything that we have. That is why the book of Isaiah says, Awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Assembly of God. Put on thy beautiful garment, O Jerusalem. You see, you cannot see your strength unless you wake up. You cannot see your beautiful garments unless you wake up. You cannot see that the uncircumcised in your turf, in your territory, because you are fast asleep. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise, sit down in a dignified place. When it says sit down, it doesn't say anywhere. In a dignified place, there's a place for you. You are seated together with Christ Jesus. Your place of sitting is glorious, O Jerusalem. Lose yourself from the bones of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. The second thing, it reveals the heart. Let's quickly do this. You see, you may not know what kind of a tree you are looking at until that tree bears fruit. You know why? Because a tree is recognized by its fruit. So are uh, the children of God the children of darkness. They are recognized by their fruit. If you shake a bad tree, no matter how gently you try to shake it, but because it has bad fruits, bad fruits are going to come down. If you shake a good tree, even if you shake it vigorously, good trees are going to come out of that tree. So I'm saying, church of God, what is falling right now? You can see the fruit that you have. You can see, you know yourself, you cannot fool, you can fool us, but you cannot fool yourself. The Bible says by their fruit you will recognize them. Every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Matthew 7, 16 to 17. So shaking reveals the seeds that have been sown in your heart. And some of us, the reason why we don't have good, uh, good fruit is because we are not careful what seeds we are receiving every day. Today, you are receiving the, the incorruptible seed of God's word. But afterwards, some of us, we're going to our social platforms and we're beginning to sow seeds in our hearts. That is why you see yourself the way how you are walking. You are not born to walk like this, but you've been influenced by seeds. Hmm? Some of us, now listen, this is Goga, you can see Allah, who beyond the Bible says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
guard your heart above all else with all diligence. For out of it, when you are shaken by life, you know, because life, all of us, we, we love Jesus. But until we receive the word, until we are convicted by the Holy Spirit, until life shakes us, we can never really know ourselves. Some of us, we are not even aware of ourselves. How's us? You don't know yourself. And oh, they are dangerous. They say things and they say, wrong song. I didn't mean it like that. In actual fact, they are so stubborn and please don't waste your time. Don't, just leave them. You know, some battles are not worth fighting. The word, the shaking, it perfects, even as we are about to close. A great shaking strengthens and, and it releases us to our full potential. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of things that are being shaken. That the things which cannot be shaken may remain. When you are shaking something, that something comes closer and closer to its foundation. But we'll come back to that. Deuteronomy 32, it tells us that God's children are his personal concern. God takes care of us. Don't listen to whatever the enemy is saying. You are God's child. God is concerned about you. God takes personal concern over your life and he shall provide for you. But when you go to verse 10 to 12, it says of Deuteronomy 32, God found Jacob in the desert, like we were found in the desert and in the wasteland. And he encircled him. He surrounded him. And he instructed him as he's instructing us now. And he kept him. He sustained him as an apple of his eye, as we are sustained. As an eagle. After you are kept, you are saved, you are encycled, you are instructed, you, you, you are sustained, and now you are strong. As an eagle stirs up its nest, now you are strong. Then the Lord begins to stay up the nest, your comfort nest. And he hoovers. He waits nearby over you, spreading out his wings, taking them up, carrying you on his wings. So the Lord alone kept Jacob and there was no foreign worship of God in his heart, of God's in his heart. So you realize that some of us, the reason why we are worshiping strange things is because the Lord has not found us. He's been looking and he's yearning to show himself gracious to us. But I was told, can I just make long as an eagle, the Lord wants you to fly. In actual fact, you can fly. Eaglets, they have the potential in them. But until their comfort nest is shaken and stayed, they would never try their wings. They would remain there. And the Lord realizes, I've not created you to be a babe perpetually. Yes, I fed you the word. I've been there for you. Now it's time for you to stand for the testing of your faith. It brings endurance. And when endurance has had its work, you would be completely perfect, lacking nothing. 
So the Lord is in the business of perfecting us. And some of us, we are busy trying to fly and saying, but Lord, why? Why? Why, Lord? I remember we used to be this side, China Gate. We used to worship there in one of the shops. They moved us from the shop that was who ground floor. They took us to the first floor. And we felt, Yo, we were happy. It was a question of humans. The Lord gave us rest for a month, a year. Hey, we are busy worshiping. The nest was dead. Chinese people, they came. And we're wondering, oh my goodness, what's happening? And they said, today is your last day. We don't want you here. And we sobbed. Father, we are your servant. We've been called by you. How dare you allow them to remove us? Where would this place be? Would be comfortable there on first floor. Have you checked that place? How dilapidated it is. How dirty it is. It was supposed to be a house, the house of hope. But because the plans of the Lord are exalted, the plans of the Lord are higher, the Lord said, it is time for you. Move out. And here we are. And we are looking back. And we are declaring to God be the glory for all the great things that he has done for us. This is the bona second service. Amen. Can we just wrap up this thing? Pasarana, do you want me to take you to the last point before Zval? Let me quickly do that. The last point, it perfects. And then it exposes the foundation. You see, you would never know how strong your foundation is until that foundation is shaken. Because the foundation is the important, the most vital part of the building. Some of us, we are looking cute. We are slaying this morning. But the question is, what have you built your life upon? Because in this life, I mean, this broken, fallen world, you would suffer persecutions. You would suffer afflictions. But you can only rejoice and be of good courage when you know. On the solid rock, I am standing. When everything is shifting around you, don't be tempted. Don't be tempted to wanna buy it. The reason why Basambi is in Zabos isn't is because testing time, the storm is a stack. But as you know, the storm moves. Before very long, you see the storm would be there. And you'd be wondering how I thought she was powerful, tongue speaking and everything. Because one and the other one was in the world. And you can never stand unless you take a stand. You can never stand unless you take a stand. Christ says, for me to live is Christ. Which means the most important thing for Paul, it was Christ. In his life, Christ was supreme. 
you know I, I like doing these exercises, ne? and I, you're not going to say anything to anyone in your heart. Thank you. So, so, in your mind, ne? please don't, don't make that a mistake. For me, Pindi. For you, for me, that's you saying that. The most important thing in life is because some of us, we are thinking the most important thing in this life is Christ. But please, I just want you to have a meeting with yourself. For me, the most important thing in life is education, money, sex, marriage, children, work. Just look at those. Some of us, that's where we have built our lives upon. It's no wonder when the children are no more. And I'm praying, Father, spare our children. But should God remember them? Will you still be standing? For me, to live is marriage. And I'm praying, God, keep us. But what would, what would happen? Some of us was here, was here. He said, till death do us part. Mr. Nice outside. Miss Nice Nali. For me to live. Let me close. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? And you do not do the things that I tell you to do. Because if you don't, that means you have built your house on a shaky foundation. Because the man who does my will, the woman who does my will, those are my own. And this morning, maybe you realize that my goodness, the foundation near my right, the Lord is still saying, I am here. Right here, right now. You know, if there's one parable that blesses my heart even as we close, can you stand on your feet? It talks about Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus. He was the son of Timaeus. What was his name? He was not known by his name. His title was his condition. Some of us, we are knowing him as blind Bartimaeus. The Bible says, as Jesus was moving out of Jericho, Bartimaeus heard that Jesus has passed by. And because he was right at that point, and I want you to form this mental picture, Bartimaeus began to cry out, to say, Jesus, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And the disciples said, Hush, you are making noise. He's got some important appointments. Just leave him. Let our master rest. And the Bible says he cried out all the more. And he said, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. On me. And when Jesus saw his hunger, I'm adding. When Jesus 
saw his open heart. When Jesus saw that he was ready to be saved, he was ready to be healed, he said, who is calling my name? Call him. And the Bible says, as he was wearing his cloak, the, the, the cloak that shows that I am a beggar, he had to throw it off and he ran. Mind you, he ran blind. But what Kijima, Lazo Akona is, and I am here to tell you, he is here and he's busy saying, Martha, Miriam, Johannes, David, I am ready to help you. Come to me, run blind. You may not understand where I'm going to take you, but come to me, blind as you are. Come as you are, and I will sort you out. And the beautiful thing, even as we close, is I'm going to make an altar call. He said to him, when he got there, what do you want me to do for you? In my day and age, I would have said what the sons of Zebedee said in the prior verses. They said, when you are at that place of glory, I want, John said, I want to sit on your left and James, James said, on your right. Because they asked Amis, but not with Bartimaeus. He said, Lord, that I may see. And the Lord Jesus answered, go, your faith has made you whole. And then the Bible says, please, my niece, he began.